Hey, hey, hey! Welcome to UCM Radio, The Beat. You're listening to Chatting It Up, the only radio show where I can talk to my imaginary friends. I'm Greg Burns, and joining me today, we have academic success advisor, Chris Howard. Hello! He is imaginary. Kind of. Most days. I have a very strong imagination, so a figment of my own imagination can be heard to the audience, apparently. <laughs> or who knows, you hear nothing right now except for me. Yeah, that would be weird. That would be very weird. Uh-huh. But as I stated before, you're currently an academic success advisor here at UCM. Uh-huh. But what have you done leading up to this point? So prior to this, uh, I was in education. I actually taught art of all things. Greg, I taught art, and that was a that was a blast. And then I decided let's do grad school. Then I did grad school, and now I'm doing higher education. It all comes full circle. So yeah, I did that for about eight years, and then grad school for two. Now yours truly is sitting in front of you. This is going into my fifth year as a uh, advisor and career counselor. That's it. That's my uh, history as adulting so far. What has it been like experiencing the different levels of education that you've gone through? Oh, wow. That's a big question. The more I work in higher ed, the more there I see some similarities that take place. I would say that the student clientele, the maturity level obviously is a little bit more with college students, but you're still going to have those moments of uh, immaturity or... or just kind of knuckleheadness, I guess. I don't know if that's actually a word. We're going to go with it. There, But there, then there comes a, a certain level of maturity with, with college students as well. And so just having those in-depth conversation pieces and being able to open up a little bit more for them and them to open up a little bit more for you and uh, really have that dialogue, I think, has been the biggest difference. But, yeah, a lot of similarities as well. Yeah, we're finally out of that phase where we're all like, you don't know me, Mom. No one understands. Yeah, yeah, that's what we're here for. That's <laughs> what the advisors are here for, to be the guardians away from home. So what is it like helping uh, get students from a life at home to a life by themselves and independent? Because for, like, most students, I assume, this is their first time outside of family life, like they're finally out in the world on their own. A lot more opportunities now, but that's also a lot more stress. How is that like helping them? It's it's like, I don't know what it's like to be a parent, but I would feel like it's almost kind of like that. You care about these people that come into your office. You you learn to, to really just love them and you want to see them succeed. But instead of them coming back to your home every day, you have to send them off. And so you hope that in that small interaction, whether that's 30 minutes, whether whether that's a whole hour, you hope that that interaction starts to form that relationship. And, you know, it kind of starts with that trust. If we can build enough of that, then when we do send them out and when they do leave our offices, we feel a little bit better about, okay, I don't know if I have to check in on this particular student that much. I, I, I think they're going to be okay. Or all right, this situation's a little bit uh, different, and I think I'm going to reach out to to them maybe next week just to to make sure that everything's okay. But yeah, I think all the advisors, and I can only speak on them, but I know that people across campus do a fantastic job. But I know especially the advisors really do a a concentrated effort of getting to know their students and and building that rapport because we want to be that family away from home for them. For sure. Yeah, and I understand that you were an art teacher before becoming an academic success advisor. Mm -hmm. What made you take that change? Oh, wow. 
I always loved art, and I was good at it. I hate bragging about myself, but that's going to be the one time I do it. But I guess I'm good at it. Then I got to uh, college, and I was going to be, uh, I was going to go into, like, commercial art or graphic design. And I thought, ugh, working by myself, that kind of seems boring. I don't want to do that, but I like people. And my art teachers were fantastic to me. So I wonder if I could do... I wonder if I could be them. And so that's when I pursued a career in art education. When I got there, it was fantastic. Get to do the thing I love. Get to be around these amazing people. And then I realized the art is just the vessel that got me to what I was actually really meant to do. And that's work with people, especially students and my teachers were fantastic individuals. But then I remember getting to college and thinking, I don't really have that mentor here. I don't really have someone to guide me anymore. And so the, the epiphany kind of happened like, oh, wait, I can be that person for, for students in a, at a college level. And so that's uh, kind of what set me up for this. That's really cool. And uh, what did you enjoy the most about teaching art? Oh, gosh, a lot of it. Like, okay, so people will talk about, like, the aha moment or that light bulb kind of going off. And with art, you really got to see it firsthand. Uh, A student maybe comes in and they just, they have it in their head. I've never been an artist. My parents were never artists. Uh, Nobody in my family good at art. So... Why am I even here? And then you start to work with that student. And then you start to see it slowly build for them. And and then that moment happens of, oh, I get it now. And it was like, oh, yeah, yeah, that's what I'm here for. That's fantastic. And so, yeah, really lived for those moments, for sure. Yeah, and I mean, like, honestly, anyone can do art. Because, like, Bob Ross went around teaching anyone that, like, anything you do, boom, congrats. As long as you're proud of it. Yeah. That That's just art. Yeah, that's the thing about art. I think... Uh, we see the things like uh, the Sistine Chapel or the Mona Lisa, and we automatically assume, well, I guess that's beautiful art, so I have to do stuff like that. But really, you're just making the art for yourself and hoping that other people like it too. That's it. You just got to make sure you're happy with what you're doing, and that's art. Yeah, I mean, one of my uh, high school art teachers taught me that when making art, it's like the one thing that when you make it, you got to be selfish. Yeah. Because like you just, you got to make art to make you happy. Mm-hmm. Don't care about like what the, you know, critics are going to say or like even what your friends are going to say. Just be like, hey, if you really like the color orange in your lake, go ahead and put orange in your lake kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. I could get real nerdy about the history of art, but I don't think there's enough time in this radio show, nor do I want to bore your, your, your listeners to death. Uh, and that's fine, because we only have four listeners anyway. And so if you bore all of them, then we have no listeners. Is that including all the cats? That is including all the cats, yes. Oh, Ooh, rough crowd. Yes, I, I know. <laughs> but anyway, a longtime listener to the show, Taylor Swift, called in asking if you like cake or pie more. Woo! What do you have to say? Okay, well, uh, A, I'm surprised that she didn't give me a call prior to giving you guys a call. That's a little rough. Well, um, she she likes me more. She specifically did say, hey, I really like this Chris guy, but like... Okay, then. Greg, I'm feeling attacked right now. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, no, it's pie. Pie is the winner. Pie is always the winner from... This is it. why Taylor Swift doesn't like you, Chris. It's not cake. It's not cake. Cakes can be dry and gross. Pies will always be wonderful. But where's your frosting? You can put it on the pie. That's just weird. Yeah? No. All right. Where's your ice cream? With the cake. Ice cream cake. No, that changes the complexities of it. It's ice cream cake. There's no ice cream pie. Ever heard of ice cream pie before? I'm going to make it now. 
Well, that Challenge. actually does sound really good, so you, you better. <laughs> Challenge accepted. Listeners, if you want to make your own ice cream pies and submit it to our ice cream pie competition, please do. Go ahead and hashtag that at <laughs> Chat Lit Up Ice Cream Pie Competition 2021. I will be the taste tester. <laughs> but speaking of pies, yes, a piece of a week is the weekend, such as a piece of a pie is a pie. So the weekend is a time for everyone. <laughs> That was a terrible segue. Wasn't I see. It? I see. It's coming full circle now. Full circle a like a pie. Yeah. But anyway, the weekend is a time for everyone, including teachers, to relax. What does yours look like? A weekend for me. Ooh. Okay. All right. If the weekend is nice, so let's say the weather is just working for everyone. Golf. There's the answer. Golf. Uh, yeah, no, I like to get out there on the links uh, with my friends, with my buddies. We're not good. Probably spend more time looking for the ball rather than hitting it. But it's always a good time. Nice little escape. You get to be outside, breathe in the fresh air. Fresh air, I think we can all agree, is at a premium nowadays with these with these masks. Um, but that mixed in with some some video games. Never mind a little Call of Duty action. I would give my gamer tag out, but I don't want to you know, beat people too badly online. Also, hashtag Xbox for life. Woo! <laughs> but uh, yeah, so a little bit of that. Myself, I love to cook. Ice cream pies. Yeah. Ice cream pies. That's that's next on the on the agenda. W- would you bake that or freeze it? Uh, I think you have to bake the crust, let it cool, then fill in it with the ice cream, then let that freeze. Uh, this all sounds like very doable now. It does. Can right. we also have whipped cream I'm on going top? I'm home so I can make this. So I'll <laughs> see you later. We're going to cut this podcast short, radio show short. It's both. So, so I we're said good. podcast. I've been listening to podcasts a lot. So well, that's the good news that. is that anyone can listen to this show on podcasts. Yes. Just go to UCM Radio, the Beats website, and you can find your favorite show. That's my show, Chatting It Up. Please say my show's your favorite. <laughs> <laughs> Do it. <laughs> I'm right s- now. I'm staring into the microphone like I'm looking at people, but do it. I don't care if you're in a public area. Just shout, chatting it up's my favorite. There you go. I'm in. Where were we? Uh, uh, weekend. Yes. Weekend. Golf. Um, yeah. Oh, games. also sleeping in. Ooh. Yeah. Just because we're old doesn't mean we like to wake up early. I still like to sleep in when I can. Till 8. Yeah. 8 o'clock That's in the morning. That's on average of how long I sleep till. <laughs> oh, man. I'm jealous. Um, yeah, so that's, that's about the weekend. Love to cook, like I said, uh, whether that's grilling out or cooking on a stovetop or, or whatnot. So that would be kind of my weekend. Nice. While I don't partake in golf, mm-hmm. I do like Frisbee golf. Okay. Uh, that, that's always fun to do. There's yeah. a course here in Warrensburg. Sure. I've been to a couple of Mall times. Park. Yeah. You yeah. already know it. Oh, yeah. Uh, they also have some great Pokemon gyms. If you guys play Pokemon Go. Okay. All right. <laughs> Greg, I think you're saying too much. <laughs> Pump the brakes. Uh, but anyway, uh, that and mini golf. I'm a big fan of mini golf. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. you have all those like little bridges and those little waterways, uh-huh. and uh-huh. and sometimes you get like the big windmills. Yeah. Those are fun. But what part of being a success advisor makes you the happiest and lets you know you made the right choice? Who? Um. This is kind of just getting back on task with yeah. what we were originally talking about. Time to be mature again. Um, oh, man, that sucks. <laughs> okay, weird brag, humble. I don't like doing this. Oh, I don't like doing this. A few weeks ago, 
uh, we got an email from all the people that nominated us for advisor of the year. And uh, I didn't know that this could be a thing uh, or when these applications went out to nominate these advisors. But I had a, a number of students, current and old, who nominated me. And it, it was really nice. And it was really humbling. And it was like, oh, I guess this, this kind of validates what I do. So that was just, it, it was a nice pick-me-up that's kind of carried me through what I'm doing now and, and learning a new way of advising and, and new, um, new programs. And so, yeah, that's, that's kind of one of those really nice parts. But just building that relationship and then walking across campus with colleagues or whatnot and, and seeing students and they just, they don't, they might be shy or they might be introverts, but they say hello to me and they didn't have to. They could just keep on walking. That's fine. I've only seen half your face, so who am I to know who you are, right? Uh, but they uh, they remember me. They say hello, you know, ask me about my day. And that's supposed to be my role, but that, they kind of take that on. And that kind of validates that we're, we're here doing, doing the right thing. Yeah. I'm here doing the right thing, I guess. And, like, I, I remember one time I was over at the rec, and I just saw you come downstairs after doing some workouts. And I was like, mm-hmm. oh, hey, Chris. And you yeah. look over at me and you're like, oh, hey, Greg. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and it's just it's those little moments where it's yeah, this is uh this is good. I like building that community with the students. Kind of makes it nice. Yeah. And speaking of building community, you guys can listen to this community advertisements when we go into this commercial break here. When we come back, we'll hear from Chris about his, one of his proudest achievements. Segway. Segway. <laughs> Welcome back to Chatting It Up on UCM Radio's The Beat. We last left off hearing from Chris about some of his thoughts on being an academic success advisor here at UCM and some of his previous employments, such as teaching art in high school. Now we'd like to jump on in to our next question here. How do you keep your classes fresh for younger generations? Ooh, I have to keep on all keep up on all these social media trends first. Now we're doing TikToks. Like, they're something. They're kind of fun. I feel like we had TikToks years ago called Vine. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, except for Vine was actually good. God, hey, not no arguments here. I got to remove that joke because I'm going to lose every <laughs> listener on campus for that one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, big TikTok fans probably don't know what Vine is. Um, <laughs> let's see. How do you keep it fresh for students? You reference Vine every day. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. I think as far as the curriculum, it's just staying up with the current trends and and what's kind of working and not working for uh, students going into careers. I would say, yeah, I you know just trying to change the assignments every now and then, making those subtle changes. But I look at it like we did with with what we did with art. It might seem not boring, but just uh, mundane what we might be doing. But for the student, it's the first time the student is actually going to go through all of this material. So while it might be old for us, you know, 
it will be my fifth year teaching the curriculum almost the way we taught it my first year. But it's new for the student, right? So, yeah, make those subtle changes. Uh, try to keep up on, you know, all the new trends that are going around for this generation and try to incorporate it as much as possible. Cool. So I assume you know all the hippest words that are out there, like poggers. I know what pogs are. It was a game that was played in the mid-90s. There was pogs and slammers. I'm dating myself right now. I get it. Otherwise, no. <laughs> have no idea what you, you might have just called me a curse word, and I wouldn't know, Greg. All no I idea. know is that it was originally a British slang term that pretty much meant swag. Oh. Yeah, I, I was at a World Scout Jamboree okay. uh, back in 2019, yep. and I met a bunch of British scouts. And so, well, I think it was one of the people in my troop initiated the conversation. Mm -hmm. uh, but they pretty much were like, hey, in America, we have all these slang terms, you know, us cool kids keeping hip. What, what about England? What, what do you guys say? And they said pog, like something's pog, you know. And I was like, pog? That just sounds weird. What, what does that mean? And they're like, and just like our slang terms, it's kind of hard to explain. Sure. And so over the course of like 10 or so minutes, we kind of settled on the fact that pog and swag had the same meaning kind of uh, thing. So like if you're pog, you're like really cool kind yeah. of thing. You, you got swag. Okay. All right. Yeah. Look at this new generation just coming together. Like you guys didn't have to fight each other. It's not 1776 anymore. Two countries just coming together over new words. I love it. It's beautiful. Uh, no, we actually did a uh, quiz the other day with all the advisors about new terms that students are using. And there was maybe a list of about 30. I might have gotten 14 right. I'm a little behind the times. Makes you feel any better. I'd probably get about that much right, too. <laughs> that's good. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Uh, and, then, and then come to find out that some of these terms, what? Like, wh why can't you guys just say the full word? What happened to the full word? I hey, know if like... you want us to use the full word, that's acting sus. That's one of them. <laughs> Just say the whole word. It's seven letters. The, the reason why sus came around, I, I'm sure a lot of listeners know, but j just so you know, Chris, yeah. is it came from the game Among Us, oh. and it's a text-based game, or at least it, it was before people were like, oh, hey, Discord's an option. But yeah, so if you're, you're trying to type super fast, mm -hmm. you wouldn't want to type in the whole word suspicious. Also, if you're like me, you have no idea how to spell that word. <laughs> oh, well, this is even more awkward because I said it's only seven letters long. Uh, suspicious is longer than that. I thought sus meant suspect. Oh, no, it means suspicious. Yeah, see, that's how out of touch I am. All right. Bit the English suspect. language is just confusing. Probably because of slang. Yeah. Also because of the language itself. What's yeah. this whole I before E except for after O or whatever? I think it's C. I don't know. We'll go with C. Sure. We'll go with O, too. All right. If you're an English major listening to this show, please do not send us lots of emails correcting our grammar. Yeah, no hate mail, please. We're sensitive. Uh, neither one of us are in communication majors, so we're good. No. I'm in digital media production. Completely different. Mm, all right. <laughs> but anyway, mm -hmm. as we know... Life on campus can be very strange and surprising at times. Yeah. What's the weirdest and or funniest moment you've had or witnessed here at UCM? Okay, so this is probably a PG-rated radio show, so I'm 
going to have to exclude 95% of the stories I had from undergrad. Got it. <laughs> Let's see here. Probably the funniest moment that stands out. And I went to undergrad a little while ago, so the fact that this one's still there in the old noggin, it's a classic. It's at Homecoming, circa... You know what? I was going to give the date. I'm not going to give the date, Greg. I'm not going to give the listeners the satisfaction of knowing how old I am. <laughs> I'm but, sure they can just look at your TikTok history and figure it out. Yeah, decent chance. Decent <laughs> chance. Or my MySpace. Sorry, off topic. Here we, we go. can't play Farmville on MySpace. What's the point? <laughs> All right. Funniest story was at homecoming a few years ago. And uh, I'm standing there with my buddies. And we're watching the parade as it goes by. Just enjoying the entertainment, enjoying people watching. That's always a fun, fun thing to do. When and I first learned about people watching, this yeah. is, I'm going to get you a little off task Please here. do. I thought it was the weirdest thing I ever heard. Yeah. Like someone was explaining it to me and I was like, people watching? What? That just, not only does the sat, the name just sound wrong to me, but it was just like, just watching people? What? And then I did it. And then I was like, yeah, people watching. It's it's a thing we do, you know. We're, we're people. We, we go and watch the people do the people things. Yeah, it's fascinating. Now, there are also some YouTube videos I found over time of, like, there's always these, like, this one spot mm-hmm. of, like, this sidewalk or, like, the one spot of the hill where everyone who goes there slips and falls. Yeah. And there's those YouTube videos of someone who just sat there for, like, a whole hour recording. Yeah. And it's just people, every time they come around, like, like, there was, like, this one, like, biking trail, I think. Every time someone came around that corner, uh-huh. uh, they always didn't anticipate it as being such a sharp turn as it was. Just eat it. And every time, eat it. Yeah. They're hilarious. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. No, this was a one-off in the parade, though. So, while we were people watching, I get distracted. And then I turn back around to talk to my friends. But they're not there. Dun, dun, dun. So, the first thing I thought was, all right, well, that's rude. I'm now here by myself, and I don't know what to do, and this is awkward. And then I look out into the parade, and what do I see? But my friends have started to take part in parts of the parade, in part of the march or the dance. It was just a thing to take in. But the funniest part is not them, because I expect that from them. They're college students, and they're not very smart. But the person leading it was my buddy's mom. That was the best part. She was a hoot, and then she did that, and it kind of made me love her even more. And so, yeah, that was that was probably the the most fun I've had at parade. They were escorted out of it by the police. They were not arrested, thankfully, but yeah, it made for a good story. And here I am telling it to you all these years later. That is definitely a very entertaining story right there. <laughs> Where was his mom? Like, was she with your group, or, like, did she just come out of nowhere? She was with our group. Oh, okay. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, And she decided to grab her son and his friends and and go out into the parade. I was offended I was not grabbed to go out with them. I wouldn't have because I'm a coward. And, uh, yeah, so, so there they are just doing their thing. And then there they are getting escorted away by the police. It's fantastic times. Yeah, it definitely sounds like it. Uh, but speaking of your friends, yeah. video games. Okay. You either love them or you're my grandfather. Okay, got What it. games do you play when you get the chance? Ooh, uh, you know, it's really just been Warzone right now. Call of Duty has kind of been the mainstay for me and my buddies for a little while now. Prior to that was Halo, 
So really just the first-person shooters. Madden was a thing at some point. And the old, uh, so back in, back in college, we used to have tournaments from Nintendo, like the original one, a game called Tecmo Super Bowl. Maybe the greatest football game ever. If you've never played it, just pick the Oakland Raiders, play with Bo Jackson. He'll never be caught. You'll always win. That's food for thought for you, Greg, and for the listeners out there. All of our Raider fan listeners out there. <laughs> <laughs> Real Raider Nation place here in Missouri. Uh, actually, uh, my dad is a Raiders fan, so oh. and one of my coworkers. I'm sure he has other redeeming qualities, <laughs> and that's nice. But yeah, so between football games and then Call of Duty, that's pretty much it. Get pretty boring otherwise. And then I think for me, it's just the time where I get to hang out with my friends, even if it is online. And so that's just part of the entertainment. I guess we could probably be playing Animal Crossing and still find great entertainment as long as we were all just hanging out together. Now, I come from a generation, oh, see, there I am, dating myself here, where we used to have LAN parties. That's maybe another one of my great college moments. We had LAN party up in one of the dorm rooms where uh, we had like eight people on each team going up against each other and just a bunch of Xboxes linked up with Ethernet cables, and it was fantastic. But yeah, so we used to have those big hangouts, and now everything's kind of online, and everybody's moved away, and so this is just an easier way for us to get together, say hey, shoot the breeze. Yeah, I still get my buddies together, and we sometimes go out and do those uh, LAN parties as well. Yeah. Like I know my scouting troop uh, every year, they go out and they do a LAN party. I'm a part of the uh, UCM Gaming Club. Mm-hmm. So, like, every other week, that's pretty much a LAN party. Yeah. Uh, we're all playing different games, so it's a li- little different there. Sure. I mean, like, I just love going over, hanging out with my buddies in their dorm rooms and, you know, bringing our laptops and whatnots and playing some games. Yeah. Yeah, it's always just a nice way to be in each other's space without having to just converse with them. And we can have this game to uh, dictate the conversations that we have sometimes. So that's always nice as well. Oh, no, I'm the terrible friend who oh. who doesn't talk about the game while you're playing. I, I'm talking about everything else. Got it. Yep. You're that guy. Yep. All right. I'm All also right. the one making terrible jokes about the game we're playing. Wow. Uh, what is an achievement of yours that you're most proud of? You know, I... I I don't like to say those weird, nice things about myself, so I'm just going to go with uh, the achievement is all of the people I have in my life. That is the greatest achievement. I think I've surrounded myself with some pretty wonderful people my age, younger, older, and they've, they've really been that family for me. So that's my greatest achievement is that I have some really wonderful humans that I get to call family. There you go. There's my, it sounds generic, but that's about the best that I could come up with. While that does sound generic, I feel like a lot of people don't say that enough, you know? Thanks. Yeah. Yeah, I guess so. I guess so. But yeah, people like that I met in college, both in undergrad and then people I met in college in, in graduate school. Old students that have become some of my best friends from when I was teaching high school to, you know, students that I've met here as a, an advisor who I call my close friends now. Old teachers, young teachers, everybody in between. My friends who I've known for 30 plus years, there it is, there <laughs> it is, getting closer to that age. Whoop, there Whoop. it is. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's, it's the people that I have in my life are my greatest achievement. 
Yeah, and I definitely feel like more people should tell other people like how important they are to them. Yeah. Because for me at work, I, I go there every day and you know, I'm happy to see everyone. Everyone's happy to see me. Recently we haven't we had an employee appreciation day. Apparently we have that every year now. We haven't been open for a whole year yet. So oh no, we have been open a whole year. Mm. It was on our year anniversary that we did that employee appreciation day. But anyway, it happened and the managers gave cards to everyone. And I read my card and it was just like the nicest thing I had read ever. It made my entire week pretty much. Yeah. And it was like, I just pretty much read that and was like, wow, I had no idea anyone really thought about any of this. Because, you know, I just go to work and I kind of feel like I'm just doing the same thing everyone else mm -hmm. does, mm -hmm. you know? I'm always like, you know, sure, the manager would be like, yo, Greg, can you do this? And I'm like, yeah, I can do that. And they're like, oh, thanks for doing that. But I always feel like, I mean, if you asked literally anyone else, they would have done that too. So well, why are you thanking me so much for this? Right. But then it's just the fact of, like, they're talking about, like, oh, your personality and, like, all these things that you do. Just the things that I thought were just basic, normal things they were thinking were, like, really great. And I was like, wow, people just really do think good things about you. And apparently you do make a good impact on people. Yeah. 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 It's a good feeling. It's a good feeling to um, not only have those people in your life, but also to share that out, like you said. Um, I, oh, that that's what I was going to go with. Uh, today is... March 12th, a year ago, the world shut down. And in that span, not here to be political by any means, but in that span, over 500,000 people have died. How many of those people were told that they were appreciated or were told that they were loved? And so I think if this past year has taught us anything, it's that we should do that. We should share that with people because we don't know when that, when that life isn't going to be there anymore or what's gonna come about to change our existence. Uh, and so being able to impart that gives people a little, pe little peace of mind, I guess, maybe. But yeah, there we go. This has been the most emotional roller coaster show yet, huh? <laughs> Oof, we got deep. Yeah. Let's see if we can't get deep with this last question Kay. here. If one of our listeners wants to become a teacher, Kay. what advice would you give them? Okay, wow. Old me would have been super sarcastic right off the bat. New me, who does advise education students now, would say, do it for the right reasons. Do it because you have a love of humans and a love of the, the craft, whatever you might be teaching in your heart. You're never going to be doing it for the money. You know, that's just the unfortunate factor with education. But go in there with, with your, your heart and head in the right place and it's gonna be the most rewarding thing you're ever gonna do. Uh, the people you're gonna meet, the relationships you're gonna have, the, the bonds that you're gonna make. But yeah, if you're gonna go into education, I think it's the most rewarding thing you're ever gonna do. But go in there with the right frame of mind that you don't necessarily have to save the world, but you're gonna just do uh, your part to put a little bit of good into it. So keep that in mind as they move forward, you're gonna be okay. Yeah, and I'm sure even if people don't want to be a teacher, they can still use some of that information in their daily lives, like definitely just going out and spreading some good. Yeah, yeah, whatever that good can be in whatever career field that you're going in, do it again. I think if 2020 taught us anything, nothing's for certain, so we might as well just put out as much positive vibes as we can while we're here. Or positive vines, depending on how old you hey, are. <laughs> crushed it. Ha, ha, ha.
<laughs> but sadly, that's all the time we have for today's segment. I'd like to just thank you, Chris, for coming on this show. Absolutely, great. But anyway, tune in next time to hear from yet another great person here at UCM. I'm Greg Burns, and you've been listening to Chatting It Up on UCM Radio, The Beat. Oh, no, my imaginary friend is gone. No, I'm still here. Great. (laughs) (laughs) 